When you think about the word rebel, particularly in the southeast region of the United States, it has a negative connotation. And that connotation comes by association. It comes because when you think about rebel, you think about the Confederate States of America, or you think about the Confederacy, and you think about the flag, the yell, and all these different types of things. And I mean, I get it. I understand that the Union soldiers named the Confederates or called the Confederates rebels because they were rebelling against the Union, against the United States of America. But when I think about it from the perspective of black folks, not just black folks today, but black folks throughout American history, the real rebels are those of us who've had to deal with white supremacy. I think about rebelling not only in terms of fighting back against a white power structure, but also in, I mean, I'm kind of a blurred or nerd or <laughs> however you want to state it. I think about the idea of rebels in the Star Wars format and the folks who were fighting against the Empire. On this episode of Making a Difference, I want to introduce you to two dynamic young women who are fighting the power through poetry. They've named themselves the Black Art Rebels and in their efforts to promote poetry, to promote positivity, to promote political awareness, an oppressive force tried to hold them back. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you it didn't work. While I'm trying to overtake your estate, while I'm flying, knowing karma's involved, there's no escape. My brother never be the case. He used to hit me from prison, asking me to come perform there. I told him I couldn't, that'd be a waste. I'm not trying to berate the guards. I might rhyme and really raise the bar. Um, to be a Negro, to be a Negro in this country, and to be um, relatively conscious, is to be in a state of rage, almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth and not to make no dope. To make a difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon, here with uh, some dear friends of mine and some dear friends of mine who, honestly, man, have uh, have been disrespected and have been offended. I'm going to say it like that there. Um, I'm going to let them uh, tell their story in their own way. I'm just glad that, you know, that we have this outlet to um, to basically in this area in, uh, in, in Augusta. Um, I'm just glad that to be a part of something where, you know, we can just stand up for like for artists, for creatives, just to stand up for people in general. That's to me, that's truly like a, the essence of making a difference. And so I just want to introduce, um, you know, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and uh, kind of tell you like uh, why we're here and uh, just uh, some of what we want to talk about. So uh, why not we're going to start with you. Okay. First of all, it's <laughs> Yenobi. Yenobi. My bad. <laughs> Can't be trying to, he be trying me. But yeah, I'm Yenobi G, one half of the Black Art Rebels. And I am Sky High, the other half of the Black Art Rebels. <laughs> look, y'all, look, y'all laughing at me, man, because I'm out here butchering days, man. Look, I'll be laughing at me. That's not even the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some stuff. What's the worst, man? Um, what did that dude call me in Apache that year? It was like Yenob or he something. Said, you know, you know. <laughs> Call me why nob. Didn't even have the G. It was like <laughs> he's like why nob, and then I got him. He said, "Did I say that right?" It's like no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, because I got called Sky Three High forever. No, bro. Sky Three, and I was like, "Oh my god, the three is silent." <laughs> but it's like you'll go to a place and you'll write in parentheses like Sky High pronounced 
sky high. And they'll go up there and be like, um, sky three high? Sky three? It's like, y'all don't read, do you? <laughs> you just said, out. just bump my parentheses all the way out. Like, yeah, I'll be like, Y-A-H-N-O-B-E. And they'll be like, yeah, no. She wrote it over to the side. Like, they'll stop. <laughs> right. And it's like, dude. I just get up and walk to the Like, stage. what happened? <laughs> Did nobody ever, like, hooked on phonics like this? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what it is, man. Y'all be putting pressure on people, man. And you would think, like, hey, I'm writing it down. Okay. Uh... And then people started. It's like, it's right there in front of you. But people still will, like, doubt themselves. As into, even though somebody, like, clearly, I'm clearly, I'm telling you what this is. Yeah. And people will still just... It's weird. That's why sometimes I'll just go ahead and just actually spell out sky high. Like, I ain't finna deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being the only black kid in a white classroom. Ooh, child memories. <laughs> I, I saw, and that's that's basically, like, that's my growing up, too. But my thing is, it's like, you got, uh, I saw a meme like this. It was like, you got Kaylee and mm-hmm. um, Triton and all these type names, you know what I'm saying? Spelled- Extremely weird. Yeah. <laughs> but but Daquan is, is the one that gets you, huh? Right. That used to happen to me a lot, too. I was like, Jansen? Really? You can't pronounce Jansen? Nothing worse than being called Ebony. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony, though. Jesus. Ebony Harvey? Are you related to Steve? You know what? No. Oh, we're not no. All related. <laughs> we're not all related. Hey, well, mine, Ford. It's like... <laughs> So y'all just like four trucks, huh? No, but okay. Look, shut, shut the whole class down. All right. Throw, throw the whole school away. <laughs> They'll be looking at you like, can we just go on with the rest of the role? Oh, man, you guys, uh, as uh, you mentioned before, are the Black Art Rebels. Yes. Um, very proud of you guys. Dope logo, very dope logo. I, I, when the when the ladies came through, I was like, y'all got any t-shirts for sale? Because I'm... I'm like, bro, I just like dope stuff. So uh, <laughs> shout out to, did you, one of you guys design a logo or did you guys? Um... Uh, shout out to Bogart Graphics um, for doing the logo for us. He's a local artist, well, semi-local. He's out of the Aiken area. Um, he came to a show once. Um, actually, I met him at a show I was featuring at. He was a featured painter at the show um, for the Love of the Arts Valentine's show that, um, oh my God, I forgot her name. What's her name? Nina Scott. Nina Scott. She does every year. And we just started chopping it up. And he was like, he was really trying to really get it, make a name for himself in Augusta and wanted to get into doing logos and um, doing paint parties and things like that. So we're happy to give him the business. Yeah, definitely. And he was real quick. And the fact that he just came to a couple of shows yeah. and just like got the vibe from us that came back with like this dope logo. It's like, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, you would come sit in at Broken Bite and like sit in the back and be drawing. And then like after like what about a week mm-hmm. he came and he had like three different designs. He was like, Which one y'all like? I was like, Oh okay. <laughs> the the one that you guys chose, I mean, just to kinda give you guys and if it's alright with you, I'm gonna use the logo as the uh just for the podcast. Yeah, that's that's fine. Right, yeah. But so you guys can actually see it, it'll be the cover art for uh for the podcast. But oh. if for some reason if you're not looking it's uh the uh, like uh Two paint uh, paintbrushes like crossed over, and then there's like a mic, um, like in the middle. It's so cool, very very dope. I, I know I'm just that's a yeah. basic description of it, but um, nevertheless, 
So my understanding is is that you guys, you know, have been performing performing at a venue for some time. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was when it was love poems and stuff like that, everything was a one, no controversy. You guys uh, did a uh, a political poem, uh, "Politicians Be Like" was the name of the poem. It's a very powerful poem. As a matter of fact, uh, we are going to play that. Uh, it's at a at a crucial point in the podcast. But so you guys performed uh, this particular um, piece, and I understand there was some controversy. Yeah, I guess it was just a little too just on the nose for some folks. But, yeah, because we debuted that piece, uh, was it March 7th? Rather, yeah. We did it in Columbia first. Okay. Luno. Yeah. Luno Poetry. So, we, you know, the next week and the week after, we'd only performed that poem twice at Joe's. And basically, it's, um, we perform it kind of in a satirical way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like like we're representing Kamala Harris and Hillary Clinton, <laughs> and here's how we're going to pander to you Negroes. Like, <laughs> like they've they've done everything but spoken word. So yeah, if they got the word that a lot of spoken word artists voted, then this is the poem they would do. <laughs> yeah, just to like please vote for me. I like hot sauce too. <laughs> it's um, like I said, it's it's an incredible piece. I I listened to it. Matter of fact, the first time I listened to it, I listened to it three times. Oh, wow. Because that's... And see, every people listening to this podcast right now, you might as well go ahead and be mad. People are mad at me because, like, when Kamala first announced, I was like, she ain't it. At all. I said, uh, matter of fact, the terminology I use, I said, if if Barack and Hillary had a a kid... I said, oh I said, God. both in looks and ideology, mm-hmm. that's how that kid would come out. Down to the pantsuits. <laughs> like, them, 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 them second generation yeah, pantsuits. the reddest Democrat I've ever <laughs> so funny because I've, I've been calling her the tan Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. like, for a year now. Before she even said she was running. <laughs> and I started seeing her pop up. I'm like, what you doing over here now? So you were saying that you had seen kind of this, like, uh, Black Panther gesture that Kamala was doing? Yeah, like, it's a slightly older picture, but it's like Kamala doing, like, the uh, Wakanda forever pose. It's <laughs> like, if that doesn't just, that's kind of what inspired the piece to be written, really. I was like, if you don't look at this dog on, like, the pandering of it all, people were just like, oh, look at her, Wakanda forever, we're gonna get somebody black in business again, and it's just like, um... Let's not. Let's pump the brakes for a bit. Like, let's look past the Wakanda forever, and let's go look at what her history of voting on things has been. Mm. Like I said, she's like the reddest Democrat I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, <laughs> just people. I had people telling me like I was a crab in a barrel because I was posting um, her history in Southern Cal and mm-hmm. how many black and brown people that she really ruined their lives and her history of what she voted on what she voted for and against Mm -hmm. they're like well people can change i don't see where what parameters that she's taken to rectify what she's done she hasn't even admitted that any of that was wrong she strongly believes that she did what she had to do yeah and y'all won over by some doggone hot sauce or some collard greens or whatever or whatever the hell she was doing don't nobody do that same thing with like Obama like I love Obama to this day but the way he handled the situation with just the Middle East and Iraq now 
Yeah, that's all you can just be like, oof. So you, you guys did, <clears throat> you guys did this piece, and so you guys did this piece. Uh, you performed in Columbia. Uh, I can imagine you know, the crowd was was really appreciative. Yeah. Um, you uh, brought this piece to Joe's Underground Cafe. Is that is that the name of the spot, or is it just, just Joe's, Joe's, underground? Underground. Joe's Underground? Joe's Underground. Yeah. Um, so you brought this piece to Joe's and kind of explain where uh, the controversy came in or where. Uh, the reception was, uh, you know, was not what you expected it to be. It was more of how it was handled for me. Um, we did the piece. We got, like, great reception the first night. We mm-hmm. did it. And um, just a little backstory how it goes. The The show was started by J. Martin Moses, mm-hmm. and she was hosting the show. Uh, she had to have a, a couple surgeries back-to-back. She's... Mm-hmm. Um, and she came to me and she asked me if I wanted to take over hosting the show because she didn't want it to die. I said, oh, most definitely. And then um, she came back. She was like, you know, you and Jansen, y'all do y'all so well together. You know, would you both like need to just kind of collaborate on it and kind of, you know, bring more younger people in there? Yeah. She literally said, with um, Nick's blessing, you know, take the show in a different direction. We mm-hmm. want to expand this. Which is what we did, you know, came in there, okay, brought a lot of people in there, a lot of different acts in there, it was a lot of youth coming in, mm-hmm. uh, we had gospel artists that were coming in, um, mm-hmm. that were performing like, yeah, gospel rappers, we had a, like a band out of, you know, of young, young men um, come, they, you know, play instruments and sing gospel songs, like, oh, wow. mm-hmm. something different, we had, um, we did a, a uh, one thing where Catherine was the feature, like we're gonna kick it off, like we're gonna start, you know, having feature performers, mm-hmm. and we just had all different people coming in. We had comedians coming on, so it was like we turned it into like a variety show, but with the emphasis on spoken word and poetry. Yeah. And uh, I want to say attendance doubled. Yeah for performers and uh, patrons and everybody everybody who came in that building on that Wednesday night bought something whether it was food alcohol or even if it was just a juice or a soda everybody bought something there was always emphasis to make sure you patronize it was not a thing about bringing in people were coming Mm -hmm. people were patronizing the business and they were getting a good show for free um the whole thing, we we came in there one the week after we did politicians be like yeah like, and let's do it the second time and it was like oh well the owner said somebody called and this is what they said so can y'all tone it down so at at one point I was just like for the sake of Miss Moses and not wanting her show to die yeah we'll I'll, yeah we'll tone I, it down I, I'm not that's what I said I'm not gonna limit anybody else who gets on that stage because I am not one to tell an artist what they can and cannot say but as far as what pieces I do Jansen do we will tone it down for out of respect for you which I can only imagine had be incredibly frustrating for you guys and I because I know how yeah. expressive you are not just within your art but just as individuals I can only yeah. imagine that yeah 
for you guys to take that step back. I mean, and for them to put her in that position in a time of like stress too, and right after a surgery. Yeah, and you're <laughs> that's about where she's upset about me. Like, yeah. you know, we're over the show now. You talk to me. I'm yeah. here every week. Talk to me. Why? Yeah. Did you- Everything was relayed through them, and it's like you can you can find us on social media. You can get. Not only that, he's got be to. in there every yeah, Wednesday. Be You're there. in there. We see you. We shot you out. We let like that's the owner. Yo. Tell him hey. Tell him thank you. Like we bigged you up, dude. It's, so, like the week after that first conversation, because <laughs> we had just put the flyer out for the uh, cipher. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to do something just dope and different for National Poetry Month. So we had that on the third went great by the way but before that even started I walk in and you know it's like hey Mrs. Moses Mrs. Rosa how you doing and they were like I'm doing great you might want to sit down and I was like oh child what <laughs> and then basically we're told that that was going to be the last side of broken mic we told the night of night of like this is like Sorry. 8 o'clock the thing starts at 9 <laughs> and they said they wanted to go in a different direction. Now, prior to this, it's like when we put the flyer out, there was like some concern about the flyer looking too <clears throat> negative. Somebody even asked, is it gang related? Because, yeah. you know, black are rebels. We gang Apparently, we do. <laughs> when someone saw it online and it was shared um, with the, because, you know, if you share it on IG mm-hmm. with the business, it's going to pop up yeah. in their promotions. Sure. Other than apparently someone who follows Joe saw it and they were so concerned. Um, was it a, a gangs allowed to do an event? And I'm like, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, bro, these are calligraphy pens and a microphone. What is and the whole thing is like, this thing, this flyer says, alludes to poetry three times. We're going, yes. we are here just like cripping with our poems or something. Like, <laughs> Well, probably more like doing some blood shit with our poems. Red fire. Some super poems. My name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. Do you need insurance for your car, home, life, or business? Then trust Jay Harvey, your Allstate insurance agent in Evans, Georgia. He opened his agency in 2017 because he loves helping and working with people. As a husband and father, He understands the importance of helping families prepare for the unexpected. You can get a personalized insurance quote today by calling 706-434-8106. Jay's office is located at 3118-8 William Few Parkway in Evans, Georgia. Remember, you're in good hands with Jay Harvey, your neighborhood Allstate insurance agent. And I mean, I'm I'm laughing with y'all, but I mean, this is what we're talking about here is Art is just, it's, it's so important. And, and the word that I would like to use is expression. Yeah. yeah. And so at first we have a situation where you all as individuals kind of swallowed your pride and just dealt with it for the good of the of the event, yeah. for the good of the opportunity for young people to come in and, and experience this and be able to perform and yeah. just a celebration of, of art and of the culture. Mm-hmm. But then now we're getting to a point where you all, not only are you all being denied as individuals, yeah. but young people, um, you know, I no longer have this opportunity. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about that, and you know, with and, and you all now are having to. I can imagine change because you don't you don't want the event to die. 
So yeah. you're all having to change menus. Kind of, kind of take us through the process of that and, and what that's looking like. Uh, let's see. Well, we were just talking about the cipher. The cipher was super duper dope, and we didn't tell anybody until it was over. Um, we kind of let everybody come in. You didn't want the vibe to be spoiled. We're doing this to celebrate poetry, mm-hmm. so we had quite a few poets come through. People just come through, just watch. And it's funny because some people, a lot of people came in like just decked out in black. We didn't tell nobody to do nothing no, like that. Like, we didn't tell nobody to come through with any political like energy. They came through with the energy. <laughs> it, it was just like they felt that the vibe was there without us even saying anything. It mm-hmm. was just like we were going to come in here black as... Yeah. Black AF. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you thought it was so black before. We're going to give you some blackness tonight before we go. Yeah, we did politicians be like, <laughs> and yeah, I gave my little speech and then and um just um we had about um thirteen I think thirteen poets came through and maybe about a good in the building that night we hit thirty one okay and it's a total yeah some people just, left throughout the night but yeah. we had thirty one people in the building that night and and thirteen poets which is. For me, that was just a, a beautiful event yeah. to have at Joe's, and uh, rarely is Joe's packed out. So <clears throat> it was one of those. Yeah, they made their bed, but um, <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. Um, after everybody went, like we did an open mic first, which yeah. I ha- I did because there was a, a young lady, thirteen years old, who wanted to do the open mic, but she didn't, you know, understand the cipher and just yeah, want to get up or there just and the have pressure of it. So we had a regular open mic and people came up there and read and did their stuff and then we kicked off the cipher and we went through like back to back rounds just like a hip hop cipher would. Yeah. And um at the end of it, you know, I gave a speech and I let them and it was so crazy because the bartender didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, like, you man. know, shout out to Taylor. She like yeah, one of the dopest bartenders in Augusta and she supported us. She yeah. started crying. Like wow. she cried she's like this wasn't even told I don't understand. Y'all were I love working Wednesday nights because of y'all. I guess what she told me. She was so upset. And, um, I, you know, I ended my speech with, you know, to Nick, you know, thank you and F you. And <laughs> Here's gonna, a poem that got us in trouble. This is a poem that you know, apparently somebody didn't like. And we, the politicians we like, pretty much got a standing over. <laughs> I secure the bag, fill it with trinkets like Louisiana hot sauce to pour all my chitlins during the circuit while I circumnavigate topics of debate. Wait, do the blacks even like that one? Huh, shit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got some franks. I yeah. put that shit on everything to be frank. Is it really even pandering? More like handling, panhandling. I know you colors love change. Hear the sound of it both jangling. Ignore the support of past Bill Robin's sons and daughters. Liken them to lambs ready for the slaughter. You ought to forgive like y'all always do. Wait, let me dance for you. On fleek as I do my soft shoe. See? <laughs> See? I'm your kinfolk. I fuck with Obama too. I'm trying to move to the DMV for the DMV. Shit. Damn. Damn. 
November. But soon I'll give you my ass to kiss. Activists, yes. activists, leaning on demon hopes and dreams to gain political advantages. Politicians be like, I'm the lesser evil. I can evil you to buck her. Try it, third party shawty. You'll be another scapegoat. Just like the rest of these dumb motherfuckers that don't vote. Kiss the ring, bend the knee, put me on the iron throne. Before I have to go Targaryen, pillaging and damaging your homes, though. Wait, do the blacks even watch that show? Uh, I do. Oh, well, call me Khaleesi, savior of the Thraki and Unsullied. Lay siege on Astapor, young Kai and Marine, to fulfill dark-skinned dreams of being freed from slavers' babe. And y'all better be grateful when I remove some of these chains. Politicians be like, pledging allegiance to me is the only way. Politicians be like, is it really Stockholm Syndrome if they choose to stay? Politicians be like, I appreciate all of your votes. Let's make America great. With no intention to change, they campaign. They pimp our pain and they... And literally afterwards, people were like, oh, yeah, we're not coming back, you know, everybody left. Yeah, but bye-bye. We just, done. Um, and the whole night, he was there tonight, because he told us, well, he told Ms. Moses that we wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he went and sat in his office the whole night. He didn't watch the show. He didn't come out. He didn't address yeah. us. And when I tried to talk to him, it was an issue where I was just like, um, you know, you allow hip-hop shows here. I'm not going to say any names and throw shots at anybody, but I've been to one. All I heard was be, you know, be misogyny. that, you know, misogyny, just homophobia and anything that could offend somebody. Yeah. And I was just like, you allow that. But what she, he was like, well, nobody's offended by that. Oh. So you said a mouthful there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. That, that was all I needed to know. So it, it's that old trope where I think, I remember Rick Ross saying, he was like, they love me when I'm buying, um, Love me when I'm buying jewelry, but they hate me when I'm buying land in foreign countries. Is that thing where, you know, as long as we beating each other down and spending our money on the wrong thing, we good. But once any kind of enlightenment or ownership or wealth comes in, it's like, nah. You know, and it's crazy because I never really found myself as a political poet. For the most part, our poems like touch on issues we go through as black women for you as a black gay woman. But for the most part, our poems a lot of times were just about personal experiences. That was like the very first like fully politically driven piece that I know I had done where we had talked about these issues all the time, but I never felt the need to exactly express it. And it's crazy because that wasn't the first political piece I'd done. If people have, yeah. you know, if listen oh, like to any of my first, I have a people hate facts where I just go head in on um, white liberals who pander to black people and um, uh, Republicans and, and Trump. Like, I'm going in on the people. Like, the whole piece is just me telling everybody to shut the F up. Like, that's literally me that's in, in the there. piece. <laughs> this is what I'm saying in the whole piece. And, I've done that at Joe's before. Yeah. Nothing or, was ever said about it. Or, you know, it. shout out to our homie Khan because yeah. shout he out to will. Khan Science. He yes. will go 
in on you. And that is an amazing writer performer. Yeah, amazing. Alms. I don't know. I ain't nobody sending out the alms. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you would have to hear that, John man. But you went at the U.S. government, yeah. <laughs> like the the military, everything. Like and the whole thing, like alms for the motherfucking poor. <laughs> like throughout the whole thing, like we call it the Samuel Jackson Bowl. <laughs> I think I I count I counted like. I think one time I said that he had, I said, you got 17 motherfuckers. And he was like, oh, I got to have five more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but just like, that whole, like, these type of pieces were nothing new. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of a sudden, it's kind of like, are you serious? And then I was like, what, are you just trying, are you threatened because, like, Master's Week was coming up? You don't want to scare the people who are going to be here maybe, like, once a year? But screw the rest of us. And it was funny because I went to Joe's. For broken mic last year, Masters Week, and it was dead. So I was like, I don't. And there was people in there spitting pretty poems, you know, yeah. unicorns and rainbows and yeah. stuff like that. Like we ain't got time for pretty poems. Like I'm not gonna write about sunshine and daffodils. And maybe one day when I'm in a place in my life where I feel like life is sunshine and daffodils, I'll go for it. But right now, it's like you gonna get this work. You gonna get these words. <laughs> The poem I did for the cipher, I was like, I hope you heard every single word. Yeah, she she wrote like a response. Yeah, they just pissed me off. That like, <laughs> it was so dope. Like I, I think that was, I'm sitting there like I, that was some of your best writing. Thank you. <laughs> like I need to, I need to make you mad more often. I need to <laughs> drive to your house and flick you in the back of your head. Come you on, Willie or something like uh-huh. write about it. Because <laughs> the last like three lines are like, you can't mute these words, ricochet like Luke Cage. What the fuck is your projectile to a bulletproof page? Man, like, because I was like hot. Like, dude, you're not gonna just. I am grown. You're not gonna tell me what I yeah, can't say. Yeah, that was a crazy thing. Like, I just turned 25. I got a whole baby, family. I'm grown. You're not gonna tell me what I can't. Now, if it was a place where it was already family, family like Poetry Matters, mm-hmm. but shout out to Poetry Matters Project because they yeah. do some great, great things in the community. Sender, yeah. Most elevated, passionate, yeah. Hey, you two, you part of the school team, Sleepy. Like, yeah. Oh, Sleep. Yes. Yeah, special shout out to Sleepy. Yeah. But, um,. That's a open mic you go to. It's every first Tuesday at Higher Grounds Cafe. And you know it's a family-friendly vibe. They're connected to the Goodwill. Mm-hmm. So you go in there, you know, it's like, you know, if you got someone language, don't do it. They but you already you know that. Up front, you know that. You've been mm-hmm. on that. But to go into this venue where it's like, oh, you you got free expression, and all of a sudden, like, well, you got a free expression except that. And even now. at Higher Grounds, you can do politically and racially charged pieces. Yeah, you just, just have to. Don't cuss. Yeah, no cursing and no sexual innuendo. Yeah. Don't worry about children. Because kids, I mean, they work with kids a lot, and mm-hmm. kids will come through, so you have to be respectful of that space. That's not a problem. And even with Joe's, with the thing with kids, if anybody there was un- 18 or under, especially if they were with their parents, we would ask, you know, are you comfortable? Say, oh, no, we brought you, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. we want to see the show. But just the, out of respect, like, hey, we got, we got some babies in the building, so... And even then, still try to make sure you don't do anything too, you know, that's too much still. Half the time, people, if they had younger kids with them, they had their kids sitting in a booth with uh, iPad and headphones on. <laughs> 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 we doing that thing, you know, order the kids some fries and the juice. And, right. 
we good. Like it was, we really, I had so many people saying that we changed the vibe of that place. Mm. Tried to at least. Tried to. And um, just, it was comfortable. And it was, it was a family, well, like not family friendly, but family friendly is like we all family. We just yeah, like there don't, people don't who be would, ashamed. Get up here and do what you do. What you do. Yeah, there are people who came in where she'd be like, hey, you spitting? They're like, you know, I just came. And then hour later, they got their butt on stage doing some poetry. So that's the kind of vibe you want to create where people feel comfortable enough. Like, you know what? I can do this because there's always an emphasis like this is your place to sharpen your sword. This is practice because yeah. there's. Usually you go to an open mic anywhere, especially when you travel a lot, there's always a little bit of pressure. Like, okay, I need to go ahead and show out. I could secure a bag here. Yeah. But here it's like, you got something new? Experienced poet, new poet? You got something you just want to try out just to see? There's no pressure. Like, you can go ahead and do it, try it out, whether you're going to keep it or not, get some feedback. Like, this is the space for that. I wish people would have utilized it more because of this. Some folks, we need some practice. But <laughs> all shade, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, all shade. So I'm gonna ask you. Might get a tea later. <laughs> <laughs> this is Donald Doe and Mike Hill Doe with Family Financial Consultants. Do you need help with Medicare, with affordable mortgage and life insurance, building an estate for your child? We provide these types of services for you and much more. As independent insurance brokers, we take pride in coming into people's homes and not only saving them money, but changing their lives. Imagine only paying a few dollars for your medicine instead of hundreds, or cutting the cost of your insurance premiums. Our goal is to provide affordable policies tailored to your individual needs. Give us a call at 803-293-8915 or 706-503-3933. Family Financial Consultants, LLC, located at 412 Edgefield Road in North Augusta, South Carolina. Agents work for companies, but a broker works for you. For as as frustrating as this has been for you guys, and I I am intentionally, because I know you guys are still working on, you know, some of the um, particulars in terms of just moving the event. Mm -hmm. And instead of asking you guys specifically about that, I really just want to, you know, ask you guys, because to me, even with you know with the way things went, I feel like this is galvanized who you are as artists, and I feel like it's also galvanized just the idea of when you take on a moniker such as the Black Art Rebels, mm-hmm. you know that whole rebellious nature. I feel like invariably things like this are gonna happen. Yeah. So just just talk about basically living up to you guys, living up to that name, and you know not just with this particular incident, yeah. but just. You know, as you guys are, are building on that, and, and I'm hesitant to call it a brand because it's so much more than that. It's yeah. really just who you are as individuals. Just mm-hmm. talk about that whole no, that idea. That um, we're trying to turn into a movement. Yeah, like this, you know, this Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make it where it's like, even if you're not like a part of the actual Black Art Rebels collective, because it is a collective. Yeah, it's just the name we choose to step out on when we started doing our collaboration. Mm-hmm. But it is a collective. And um, if you want to, like, take it there, it's like a, one name had to die for this one to be reborn. Yeah. And um, the thing about it is, is that I've always, just in nature, been a rebel. Uh, going back to 
at a I remember I got um suspended in um was it seventh grade? I did a black history piece and um uh where was it? Uh, I started the piece off. I remember it was one of the first times I performed my own poetry at an event. I was, you know, twelve years old. And I was like, so they asked me to do a black history poem. All I got to say is, why the hell we got black history in the shortest month of the year? And then I went from there. So you can see what my mind state was as an adolescent. Right. And um, well, I was supposed to get suspended, but you know, um, I, I got one of them extremely active mothers who was there and was like, no. So I ended up getting, I think, ISS for like two days because I cursed. At a assembly, because it was just horrible. It wasn't just hell. Oh lord! (laughs) You know what? Never mind. I can believe it. (laughs) So, um, coming like with a mind state like that, and then just being, I'm looked at as a rebel in society. I'm a dark skinned black woman with locks, and I'm gay. (laughs) Like I'm just against. I'm I'm like, forget status quo. I'm already people look at me and expect certain things or think certain things. You're an icon because you're an icon in class. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, just the name of it. Really, what coming up with the name was what's attached to that word rebel. I, you know, I just want to say, like, to the quote-unquote rebels and confederate, you're lost. Mm-hmm. You're lost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it, you, in my eyes, they weren't real rebels. I mean, if you look at the defini- definition of the word, then yeah, you, you rebelled against the union. But I wanted to take that word mm-hmm. and turn it into something else. And um, it was just my way with just the whole name and how I want to market this is just it's a big middle finger to everyone who thinks black art has to be respectable it has to be we're, we're not doing um, Cosby art so to speak as far as yeah, like I'm not going to be on my same yard glove or Nicholas Brothers for you yeah, even though I, I shout out to them, I'm big. Yeah, fan they're great, but you know, I'm not gonna big, dance for I'm you. I'm a big fan of the Nicholas Rose, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she get it. Like we're not this, we not Mr. Bojangling this. This is um, well, this uh, is free black art. Yeah, we completely we on Paul Robeson this. <laughs> you know, we we speak it out on this. We go, this is Eartha Kid at at the White House. <laughs> this is this is where we taking this. Like this is this is you. We're like the the female Huey and um, Huey and Bobby. That's yeah, good. That's I want to I want to ask you about um <laughs> about raising the bar because I know that's a, a tagline that you guys yeah. use a lot. Raise the bar. Well, just the bar part, really, just like Black Art Rebels, really. Mm-hmm. But it's also just about killing mediocrity. You're gonna see that a lot more too. Raise the bar, quality over quantity. Kill mediocrity. Yeah. Because we're not trying to just go along with the same like small things you want to think outside the box and push the envelope you know push people's creativity and we're not fit to play it safe yes. or just do like this little bit or that little bit like we really want this to be influential and we want to bring out dopeness and 
everybody, all age ranges of all, you know, whether you've been doing this for a while or you're just starting. We just, yeah, basically raise the bar. Like, we're going to push this as high as we can and go as high as we can regardless of how anybody feels about it. That's really good. How can um how can people get in uh, get in touch with you guys? Uh, if they want you to perform, if they want to you know follow you on social media. Um, well, Gmail blackartrebels at gmail.com. and we have a social media page uh, on Facebook. Just okay. Google. I mean, type in Black Art Rebels. Like we really like research this. And there's nobody with yeah. this name. Make sure all, all in one, like you know, everybody's find black art, or art rebels, or black Re- black art rebels is ours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, just as individuals, you know, it's Sky, you know, S K Y three H I, and yeah, that's yeah. mainly on Instagram. Yeah, so I be on there a lot. Follow me on IG. <laughs> you know, BG. Don't spell it. It's just ebony spelled backwards <laughs> with a G on the end. <laughs> like that. I mean, we're not hard to find. Yeah, but and also for folks to know, you know, we did our first part of the cipher. That was dope. Oh, and shout out to Random Elbows Music and Media for getting yeah. the footage. That's going to be coming out very soon. Obviously, you know, wish you guys the best. Just as artists, I know uh, the best is yet to come. Oh, I'm just yeah, glad that, uh, look, we... The, the real good stuff, man, y'all don't even get, man. Y'all just, uh, <laughs> man, we've been rapping about a lot, man, but uh, just so glad to have you guys on the show, man. Peace to y'all. Thank Peace you. Appreciate it. Thank you. We got a lot coming up, too. So, yeah, like that page, Black Art Rebels, and stay tuned. It's coming. Yeah. All right, so that episode just ended, and you're mad. MAD making a difference, but you're also mad because the episode is over. But here's the deal the movement continues, it continues on social media and far beyond. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, you can go to facebook.com backslash making M-A-K-I-N a difference show and you can keep up with social commentaries. You can also know when the podcasts are coming out. You can also know when our video laws are coming out. And that's the way you can keep up with that is facebook.com backslash making difference show. You can also keep up with us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is difference making that's D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-C-E making M-A-K-I-N. If you want to follow the SoundCloud podcast, you can do so by going to soundcloud.com backslash making a difference. If you're interested in advertising with making a difference, you can shoot an email to making M-A-K-I-N a difference show at gmail.com. That's making a difference show at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support. I love you guys. Peace and God bless. The revolution will not be televised. You see, a lot of times people see, 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 see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place will not be televised.